perfect. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com. And here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Welcome to all of you who are joining us today for the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and with me on the line is Meredith Curtis. Welcome, Meredith. Oh, Felice, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here this brand new year, and um, just excited to see what God has for us, and also for the Ultimate uh, Radio Network, too. Yeah, I, I agree, Meredith, and and I just want those of you listening uh, to know that the Finish Well Conference, uh, which is going to uh, take place in 2014, the end of January. So if you go to finishwellcon.com, you will find more information about that wonderful event upcoming, as well as mediaangels.com are the sponsors for today's show. And so we like to give a shout-out for our sponsors. And uh, also, Meredith, you know, I am delighted to be hosting this uh, weekly uh, podcast and once a month with you every uh, first Monday of each month. We get together and we discuss all kinds of topics. And today we're going to discuss the, you know, heavy burden sometimes it seems being a Christian wife, mother, and we both home educate our children so it can be overwhelming, and then add to that um, the outcome of the holidays, uh, you know, getting prepared for Christmas. You know, both of us um, have large and extended families, and so we we do all of that kind of uh, preparation in the month of December, and then we get into January, and we have all these high expectations of having a brand new year, and sometimes, you know, we can start out with, you know, this burden instead of this joy. And so uh, today we are hoping to give you, uh, the listeners, some hope and um, optimism for an amazing new year. Because I, I have to tell you, I took a, a three-week break. It was actually even a little bit more than that from... Uh, what I normally do daily at, um, you know, my desk in my little office in my home. And I, I have to tell you, Meredith, it was really difficult to get back into the mindset that I was going to have to come back to work, even though I work within my home. Um, and I had to ask the Lord to give me the joy and enthusiasm to do that, and he really has. So I really want to praise God for that. Well, I know um, when when you finish up with the holidays, it seems to me like my life still stays at the same um, level of, you know, doing things because I get everything decorated and everything undecorated and, you know, there's presents to wrap and, and people to see and, you know, um, things to cook and it's all very fun so it doesn't feel 
um, you know, it doesn't feel like it's work at all. But right. I think that part of the the hard thing about coming back, um, you know, and getting back to homeschooling and, you know, classes and all that, and um, I think part of it is just that physically we are tired um, from the holidays because whether we, you know, the holidays are exciting and excitement makes us tired too. So I think sometimes right. we start the new year with a little bit of, a weariness, and um, I think we need the Lord to not only give us um, hope and vision, but to refresh us because, um, you know, that's that's who he is. He refreshes the weary, so. No, he really does, and I have to say, you know, I don't think I've had uh, this much enthusiasm in a really long time. So that's why I was, you know, really excited. I have, um, you know, you know, you're you're in this. We have a private uh, Facebook group that we're both members of, and um, I think I posted in there. You know, does anyone feel like I do? You know, just not ready to start work again. And, you know, it was after that, I just thought, you know, I really need to go to prayer and ask the Lord to, um, you know, help me with this. Because everything uh, that I do in my business, and, and that's one of the reasons I love what I do for the most part, and that is because, you know, I feel like I have this mission and this goal, and I feel that, you know, the Lord is with the, with me. Um, so many, you know, the steps of the way, you know, when when I'm um, writing something or, you know, thinking about a blog post or something like that. And also, I'm in a season now, um, in fact, beginning uh, today, every afternoon my children um, have sports practice. So I have about two hours of time where I can just sit um, outdoors um, or in my car while they're at practice and work on a on a project or topic. So I really have to, you know, pray and ask the Lord what is the best use of my time, you know, other than uh, checking, uh, you know, on, on social media or even email. I try to, you know, not take a Wi-Fi device. So I'm, you know, stuck on either handwritten um, notes or, you know, my computer so I can get a lot done. So, you know, that's where I am right now, and I know everybody listening to this is in a different uh, place in your journey. Some of you may have little children. Uh, some of you may, like I know you are, Meredith, teaching co-ops and things like that. Uh, so it does take a lot of, of our time and effort, and also we both have high school-age children that we're homeschooling. And so it's different, isn't it, than having little ones that you're homeschooling. Oh, I think it's a completely different scenario. For one thing, you're able to do things, more things outside of your home, um, you know, even via computer or Internet. When they're little, I just felt my entire day was taken up taking care of my little ones. And um, I remember the, the break would be every evening when my husband would put the kids down and I would wash the dishes. And washing the dishes gave me great joy because it was my first real moment of quiet in the daytime. So, um, yeah, I think we're talking, you know, teenagers are like adults and they're funny and they're fun and they help you out with the laundry and they offer to, you know, what do you need, Mom? What can I do to help? And so they're... They're not just your kids anymore. They're your partners, you know. 
so right. to speak. So it is a real fun season, and um, you know, I really, I really enjoy this season. I love the the season of little ones too. But I don't know if now at my age I would have the energy <laughs> to have babies again. But um, it certainly is a different season. Right, and the Lord gives you that, you know, Meredith, if you need to um, step in. I know my sister-in-law is um, taking care of my niece's little ones. My niece is a a military doctor, so she's moved with my niece um, where she's stationed now in North Carolina. And she would say the same thing to me. I don't know how you have enough. Um, you know, how you, how you have all this energy. And now I looked at her the last time I saw her and I said, you know, you look like you have lots of energy because you, you're just called to that. So, right. you know, I think God, he does, he equips us with whatever it is we need when we need it, and especially if we're, we're in prayer. And I'm excited to talk about a new focus today because we're going to start with your number one and then go to mine. We have both have three points. Uh, that we want to share with you today. And Meredith's first is embrace your calling from God. Let's talk about that, Meredith. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, Felice, I was a teenager in the 70s. I was 10 years old in 1972, and um, Woman's Lip was really big. And I remember having a Woman Power poster on my wall. And, you know, Woman's Lip, and I was going to have a career, and, you know, I wasn't, you know, I had no interest in the traditional role of a wife and mother. And um, I remember getting saved and reading these passages like Proverbs 31 and Titus 2. And I just remember thinking as a young woman, I'm going to have to rethink my goals for life because I want to do what God wants me to do. And he's real clear in his word that God has called women to raise children and to be at home with them and to care for them and love them. And so I remember just it wasn't a big deal like you would think, oh, it was such a big deal. It wasn't a big deal at all because Jesus had saved me. He had washed away my sins. But I had to refocus, you know, and and rethink the rest of my life and I began to read books by homemakers and books by stay-at-home moms and to just get prepared and envisioned for that season of my life. And, um, you know, not only did God call me to be a wife and mother, but then he called me to be a pastor's wife and that carried with it a whole bunch of, um, you know, new adventures. And then beyond that, he called me to homeschool and so then I thought, okay, wow, you know, you called me to be home and be a wife and mother, and I'm doing that, but now this is, you know, homeschooling is like a full-time job, and being a pastor's wife can sometimes feel like a full-time job, and so how on earth am I going to juggle all these things and do them all well? And um, I just realized that God had called me to these things, and I wanted to just rejoice in that. I didn't need to you know, be the one to make the perfect plan and I didn't need to be the one to give myself the energy and the strength. But I needed to, first of all, just rejoice that God had called me to these wonderful, exciting things and then to um, 
give that calling to the Lord and do exactly what he wanted me to do. And it really meant that when my kids were little, I couldn't do a lot with ministry, you know. Right. I, I could right. do some, but not a lot. And then every season was different. But because I embraced God's calling, I never complained and I never felt sorry for myself and I never thought about, well, what if this, what if that? I just embraced it. If God called me to this, it's wonderful. And there's not Mm -hmm. a better plan out there for me. And so I think when you embrace God's call, first of all, in his word, and then second of all, his unique call for you. If you're married to an engineer, then God's called you to be an engineer's wife, and that's a great thing, and he will show you what that means for you. So anyway, I just um, I found that by um, dedicating myself to what God had called me to and really just thank, being thankful and grateful and um, embracing that call changed everything because my attitude was always ready to hear from God and always grateful for what he did and he provided. Right. And what hope that gives us, Meredith, because look at where you've come from. You know, I never really embraced the women's movement, and I think because um, not that I didn't think that, um, you know, I, I not that I was immune to it, let's put it that way, because, you know, I, I actually was more in the, um, you know, the mid to late 70s where that was really a strong push. So I'm older than you right. are, you know. But um, I think because of the stability of um, my – and the strictness within my family, um, there there really wasn't any wiggle room. You know, my parents kept a very tight rein, and even in college um, I was required to, to – check in and come home every weekend and, you know, it was sort of like the deprogramming that took place. But, you know, so I, I'm thankful for that. Not that I wasn't rebellious in some ways, but, you know, I, I think that it's a really a testimony to, one, being obedient on your part and listening to the Lord, and second, um, you know, being open to that calling in your life where you could see and readjust. And so, if you are listening to this now and maybe, you know, still have some of those leanings or tendencies or feelings, you know, I, I think that what Meredith shared today is really a wonderful and hopeful sign that, you know, we can all change and we can all change for the better. And, um, you know, and also to be aware of that when your your child goes to college or, um, you know, even in the workplace, that these kinds of things tend to creep in, right, Meredith? I mean, they're Absolutely. subtle. Absolutely. And, you know, when when my daughters tell their professors that they want to, you know, be a wife and a mother one day and stay home, they're kind of met with wide open eyes like, you're kidding, you know. And um, I think that in some ways we've, um, our, as a culture, we've, rejected some of the um, initial um, stuff from the 70s with women's liberation, you know, and Mm -hmm. and I think women do feel more freedom to be home than they did when I was graduating from college. But I think it's it's just kind of accepted that both both parents have to work and or, you know, things like that. And, And, you know, 
we, our situation, like we didn't make enough money for me to stay home, but I stayed home anyway and God provided. And because we didn't consider that other option and I did things from home, you know, to bring in extra money. But um, I think that it's real important for Christian women to be able to share and say, you know, um, it's it's like tithing, you know, God's 90% goes a lot further than your 100%. I mean, your your 90% when God gets his 10% goes a lot further than if you keep everything. And I think the same thing is with when families just decide, you know, that she's going to stay home and she's going to, you know, raise the children. I think that people, they position themselves for God's blessing and they don't just assume, oh, she has to work you know, right. so that we can make ends meet and we have to limit our family size and do all these things. So anyway, I just think God is good. And, and he, when you say, okay, Lord, I'm living your way and I don't see how that's going to work, but that's your problem, not mine. I think it it's it's just an exciting adventure to see what God will do. Oh, I, I can so agree. And I could add about 10 things to that, but I want to move on to to the next point. <laughs> we could just stay on that one topic. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I just want to say amen to everything you just said. So, But I want to go to um, my first New Year's uh, focus, and that is uh, the word stress. Um, for me, I, I never stressed in my life until I would say the last four or five years, and that was due to some uh, financial issues within our home, and that was, um, you know, the downturn of the economy, the fact that my husband's uh, two businesses all focused around uh, new construction or house sales. And so when that industry took a hit, so did our income. And so that, um, for me, just became this, um, this where I never worried before, you know, financially. I was very stressed and so for this new year, the new um, band words, you know, you see those lists of the 10 most band words that uh, are not to be used, like I think one of them was selfie, you know, people take those pictures of themselves. Um, so for me, the band words are stress, worry, and strife. And the scripture that the Lord led me to is Matthew 6:26, And um, it's the one where the Lord talks about how much more valuable we are than even the birds of the air. You know, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in the barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? And isn't it amazing how the Lord lets our two thoughts that, um, you know, we didn't check with each other before we wrote these um, dovetail so perfectly because that goes Mm -hmm. along with what you were saying um, about being obedient to his call in our life, you know, we are married and we are wives and mothers first before we we do anything with any kind of business venture. And the Lord will take care of our needs, which is different than our wants. And, um, you know, if we're aspiring to that next new thing, um, you know, and I, I know from experience that, um, you know, I have a vehicle with quite a few miles on it, but I also... Um, received that that vehicle with seven miles on it, you know, and all those miles have been put on by me. 
So, you know, when when it's time for a new car or a new um, thing, and I had to buy two appliances after uh, Christmas. One was an, an oven and the other was a dryer that I was totally uh, not planning to buy. But, you know, I had the money to go and purchase those things. So when those um, unexpected things come along, um, if we are, um, you know, and it's not even an if or, you know, I don't want to put God in a box and say, well, if you're doing this, this, and this, then he is going to provide. It might take some time, like, for example, that oven um, was not replaced immediately because the stovetop worked and I have a, I have wall ovens. So, um, you know, I, I had an alternative and I really didn't have to buy another oven, you know, because I did have the wall ovens. They're smaller than a traditional oven. Um, and it, anyway, so, you know what I'm saying? So it's it's something that the Lord, um, you know, makes available to us if we trust in him. And I think that is a key factor, that stress comes from a lack of trust. And we are, you know, human nature is just such a funny thing. We are to be, you know, uh, capable, in charge, people of action, doers, planners. But when things don't go our way, we tend to freeze up. And then it really takes some time, you know, to unfreeze, thaw out, and refocus. So, um, you know, I've already gone through all that. <laughs> and so for me this year, the word stress is is just something that I am going to be holding on to this passage of Matthew six twenty six. Good. That's good. That was really good. I think one thing that I appreciate about, about you, Felice, I met you when you, well, not I met you before, but we became close friends during that time when um, the economy was hitting so hard and, during that time, I just watched you continue to open your home and have people come and stay with you, including me. I came and stayed with you. And so that that financial burden did not keep you from being generous and from living out God's commands. And I think that's a real secret, too, um, to getting rid of stress, just saying, okay, well, whatever's going on, I just refuse to let this keep me from honoring Christ. And we just continue to honor Christ and allow him to take care of the problems. And he did. You know, he has, yeah. um, not that we're completely, you know, debt-free by any stretch, but that he really has provided in so many ways. And one is on this network, you know, that, that we're listening and, you know, you're listening from. And those of you that are on the website or listening in the archives or even on iTunes, you know, so he gives us ideas, and um, I actually had a budget to work within uh, due to some other work that came. And, you know, the Lord gives us work when we need it. Um, I, I remember um, when we were remodeling this house that I'm living in now um, when we were expecting Nicholas, and we had our two children, and then we were um, open to more children if the Lord wanted, even I call them in my Elizabethan years. And... Um, we subsequently had three more, and we had, you know, almost to the penny, Meredith, uh, what we needed to um, add the addition onto our house. Oh, so, neat. you know, yeah, the Lord just does provide those things, and, 
you know, and, and it would be nice if he continued to bless afterwards. But, you know, he, it, it's, it's funny. I talked to another uh, lady in ministry and she said, uh, the Lord is keeping us humble and on our knees. Uh, they were petitioning for a grant that they did not get for a book project that I was helping them with. And I, you know, and, and she was just really optimistic and was going to move forward because she really felt this was from the Lord. So, you know, we, we do have to do that. We can't be foolish, but we have to look at things and say, okay, Lord, you know, what is it that you want? And so um, when we come back, I want to uh, discuss your next point, which is enjoying each moment. And I added to that that it is a decision, not a feeling, because I think sometimes we get wrapped up on, on that. But let's listen to a, a word from our sponsor, Finish Well Conference. Jesus promised us that the best is yet to come. Come to Finish Well 2014 this January, and we'll show you ways to experience His best. For more information, visit us on the web at finishwellcon.com. Thank you so much. Yeah. Go ahead, Meredith. Oh, I was just going to say that um, my, the next thing that Felice and I are going to share about is um, enjoying each moment. And like she said, it is a decision, not a feeling. And I am uh, feeling so emotional this year because my oldest daughter is getting married. And, um, you know, I'll be just reading something and I'll start crying, you know. And uh, some of it is that I did lose my mom. Um, several years ago, and and now with her getting married, my oldest daughter, I really wish my mom was here for those moments. But, I mean, the truth is my daughter is 27, and wait, she's 26. She's 27. Anyway, she's not just, you know, 18 or 19, and I had always thought that, you know, she would be 18 or 19, but the Lord has just given us years with adult children in the home and it's been so fun and such a blessing and so I remember thinking okay you know um, I'll just have to enjoy her now because she'll be gone and then the Lord didn't have her be gone and I'm so grateful and the man she's marrying is one of our closest friends so it's just so exciting but I remember through the years, I would always try to live in the moment. When I was in college, I did not try to waste my time thinking about, you know, what was life going to be like when I was married and, you know, what was – and just like, so many people, they'll live for the next season. So this season, they're just enduring to get to the next season. But I think that's a trick from the devil because – Every season is full of blessing, and every season is full of people that God has called you to love and called them to love you. And I think a lot of times if we're enduring a season or focusing on getting through it to get to the next one, we miss out on so much that God has for us. And especially with motherhood, when when Katie was a baby, I just totally focused on her that first year because I knew 
I'll never be able to do this again with another baby. When I have another baby, I'll also have a toddler, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I just enjoyed those moments and made memories in my mind of rocking her and, and, you know, just holding her for hours every day. Now, I wasn't able to do that with my next one because, of course, I had a bigger family to take care of. But I am so grateful um, for living in the moment because even Jesus said, tomorrow has enough worries of its own. I mean, today has enough worries of its own. You know, don't worry about the future. But I think a lot of times we live in the future, and it kind of ties to your point about avoiding worry, avoiding stress. Most of the time when we're worried and upset, it's about the future rather than what is going on right now. And there's so many sweet moments with our children. There's so many fun memories of, you know, things that honestly I wouldn't have the energy to do now. You know, like I remember once planting a garden that took up the entire backyard and the kids and I planted (laughs) corn and we planted beans and all these things. And I don't think I could clear the ground now. You know, I'd have to say to my kids, okay, if you go clear the ground, I'll go out and garden. (laughs) But we just did so many fun things because, you know, I would always know this time won't last forever. These moments won't last forever. And, um, you know, I have to say I've enjoyed every single season. And now that they're older, I don't think, oh, I wish they were younger again because this season is so full of joys too. Right. And and that's the thing. That's more of the, um, you know, enjoying every day because life is too short, you know, kind of thing. And I think that's what we tend um, not to do because, we're so um, overcome sometimes with just getting through the day. And I know, you know, there are times like that for me, and that was one of the reasons um, with the, you know, Christmas season coming. Um, I always hesitate when I say holiday. So um, our pastor said holiday is really holy day. That's what it means. So it's okay to say mm-hmm. that, you know. Right. Um, but, you know, with all of that, um, and, and I love, um, the preparation, like you said, it was it's not work. It was really fun to do, um, even though I cut way back, you know. Like I didn't even send out a lot of friends' uh, cards like I normally do and things like that because I was so late sending out my cards. But And I was okay with that, you know, without being overcome with guilt or I have to do this because, you know, what are people going to think? Um, and that was one of the reasons I knew that I needed to unplug for a while and just sit back and... Um, and it was okay to just, you know, read a book or go out with my kids. And I took a lot of time this year of just taking one at a time places, you know. Um, like even Neil, who's my oldest and is living at home, um, you know, I, I tagged along with him. He didn't need me to go Christmas shopping with him. But we really had a nice time. You know, it was just him and I and Neil's the child that was speech delayed, and I prayed that he would talk, and he talks my ear off now. <laughs> Anybody who <laughs> you know, he is a talker. Yes, he is he a talker. Well, can you imagine from a child who who you couldn't understand? So prayers are answered. But, yes, so um, be careful what you pray for. That's right. <laughs> oh gosh. So um, you know, and I I just enjoyed it. I enjoyed that time to reconnect and to just be with them and uh, to to sit and. You know, go get a coffee because Neil's my coffee drinker in the family. None of my other kids like coffee. 
Um, you know, so it, it was just really fun. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that we have to do at times just to get re-energized. So I, I love that. I love enjoying each moment. Um, my second point is to give my children to the Lord because in with the stress and worry, I um, just have so much that I want for them. And I think every parent does. You know, we look at our our children and, um, you know, I, I think that was one of the reasons I was so crushed when I learned that Neil was going to have some, you know, learning struggles that he was going to have to overcome. And he really has for the most part you know, overcome the majority of them. And when I think of all the time I wasted being concerned about his, uh, you know, I used to always think, well, if he would just be 18, I'd know how his school would would be, you know, and and he's four, (laughs) you know what I mean? So, you know, now if I I could see, you know, could have seen the future, which, you know, we don't want to dabble in in that stuff. But, you know, I, I know now that it was all for nothing. It was, just um it turned out so much better than I could have even planned. So in that vein, I am such a physical person. So I um took a little piece of paper and I wrote each of my children's names on that paper and I put it in my Bible. And I'm giving each of my kids to the Lord. So that was my point number two, to give your children to the Lord. Um, there are some some different goals and um, outcomes that I would like to see, you know, for each of my children. Um, each year, my husband and I have a date um, each school year where we, we pray for our kids and we talk about either a character quality that we want to see improved in our children and even an academic area that we want to see improvement in. Like I remember one time with one of my children who couldn't multiply to save their life. Uh, I don't want to say he or she. Um, You know, that was one of our goals, to get this child to learn their multiplication tables because they were really bright and everything else was coming easily except for that one thing. So, um, you know, we we do that, and yet – I, I tend to micromanage, and when I did have some of this downtime, that was one of the questions one of my children asked me, you know, when are you starting up with the radio shows again? <laughs> because I was a little micromanaging there. Uh, but, you know, it, it's important that some of the bigger things, like, you know, I pray for my, my children's spouse, as I know you do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I've even joined you in prayer, um, you know, for for your children and uh, their spouses. I think we've prayed for each other and our children. And mm-hmm. I love that, you know. I love having that opportunity to lift up other people each day. And if I can't remember, I say to the Lord, you know, all those prayers and all those people I'm supposed to be praying for today, Lord, that I can't remember, but I know you do. And um, so, you know, just doing that, just taking that, that little piece of paper and writing their names and placing it within my Bibles. I don't even know, like I didn't look to see where I put them in the Bible and then later I will. But I just did that as an as a conscious act to, you know, realize that my children are given to me as a gift from God and they belong to him. And as they are growing and maturing, I am really happy um, in what I'm seeing, I actually posted a blog uh, post the first of the year um, talking about my New Year's gift to the Lord and asking my children to do that, to list three things, just like we, we're doing, that we purpose to do 
And I was really blessed. Um, you know, some of it, my kids tend to be, to be silly. I mean, they like to make people laugh. And uh, the way some of these things were worded was quite humorous. But, you know, ultimately, like the goal was, and one of them wrote, you know, when my incredibly amazing siblings annoy me, I will just pray for them. <laughs> You know, the, the way you know, it, was, it was funny, and we read them t- last night during our, our prayer session. So, you know, it, it just um, it just helped me. So uh, that was my number two, Meredith. Do you have any anything you want to add to that? Well, I think you're right. I think remembering that our kids belong to the Lord first and that their relationship with him is even more important than their relationship with us. It keeps us... Um, you know, humble, but it also gives us a lot of peace because God loves our children more than we do. And I think, you know, we sometimes, if if we were the most important thing in their life, then what on earth would they do when we passed on? You know, right. how would they continue after we died? So I think it's just important, you know, to give our children to the Lord and pray for them and and um, to see them growing, we're so blessed to have children who love Jesus, and and you know that's what we want. That's our goal. So, yeah, it really is. And and again, that is you know one of the things that we strive for is to not only be obedient um, in the Lord's calling for our lives, but to lead our children to that point without micromanaging them, as I tend to do. So. Um, and, the, and the third thing for you is to engage fully in your life. Um, yesterday, our pastor had so many good things to say, and one of the things that he said was one of the greatest sins is indifference. And um, so I, I loved that, you know, that you said that we are to be fully engaged, because if you're fully engaged, you surely are not indifferent. That is very true, and I I want to start by, you know, just letting everyone know, last night we watched a movie, Family Night, on Sunday nights. We usually have devotions together, and then we watched a movie, and we had our very last Christmas devotion last night, and then we put this movie on it, and it was very, very scary. And um, so I said, do we have to watch this movie? And everyone loved it but me, you know. So, um, mm-hmm. So I pulled out my computer. And I got on my computer so that I was not engaged fully <laughs> in the movie, right. that I was still in the room with everyone else, but I was on my computer and I was looking things up on the computer and things like that. And that um, really helped me to not be engaged. But unfortunately, I think a lot of times we can do that A lot of times we can do that in our mm-hmm. life where we can be um we can be unengaged we can be engaged elsewhere and not fully giving ourselves to the children and I remember years ago I said okay when I'm homeschooling I'm not answering the phone and right. you know occasionally if someone calls I'll text or something like that but I really try to be faithful with that because it is very hard for children to feel like mom is partially there. And I've been guilty of that, of course, you know, if our mind's on something or we're planning something. 
But I have been working, you know, really hard over the years to be there for the moment, you know. And, um, I mean, can I, I could never imagine if I went to worship practice because I'm a worship leader and I, you know, I sat down and brought a book and then while I was leading worship, I was also reading a book. You know, they would they would walk out and they wouldn't want to pray right. for me. And um, I think that in the same way, like, we want to be fully engaged in in our children's lives, in our husband's lives, that when they're talking to us, we're listening. And if we can't be fully engaged, we say, hey, listen, I really want to hear this, but right now I have to finish this. Can I talk to you in 15 minutes? Children understand and they appreciate that. But it's not just that. It's not just our focus and our attention. Another way that we can fully engage is to be in this time in our life. And instead of waiting for this next season that isn't here yet or remembering this last season that was so much more pleasant or, you know, thinking I can never be, you know, we can't afford this, we can't afford that, I can't be fully happy until we make more money or we have a bigger house. And, you know, there's so many ways that we are tricked and robbed from giving ourselves fully to what we have. And and another thing, you know, physically, we need to be in good shape physically so that we can care for our children. We need to be getting enough sleep so that we're not grumpy. Like there are just so many ways <clears throat> that we can take care of ourselves and take care of our spiritual life so that we're fully there and we're fully right. engaged for our family. No, I really love that, Meredith, because I know that I think we've all gone through that, especially as a, a young uh, wife and mother, um, you know, wanting to move out of the house that we lived in and, um, you know, it being a lot different than what a house that the house I grew up in. And, you know, I was happy, very happy, um, you know, but it was, you know, still something that Jeff and I spent a lot of weekends looking at different houses and going to see construction projects he was working on and things like that. And it took seven years before um, we we did find land and have enough money to, to build our own house. And, in fact, we had even built another house before that that would have been much um, more modest than this house that I'm living in now that we've added on to three times. Uh, but, it, you know, it was it was not... I, I was hope, secretly hoping that that would be the house we would move into, and yet Jeff really wanted to sell it. He wanted to build it and sell it to be able to make more money so that we could afford where he really wanted to live. And um, I was secretly hoping that, you know, he would change his mind, and we sold it before it was even completed. And I wow. have to tell you, you know, I was really disappointed um, but then when he showed me where he wanted to live, um, and you've been out here, you know, we have some land and, and neighbors, but they're not like right next door, you know. And and so we were able to take, um, you know, cash and buy this land that we wouldn't have been able to if we hadn't, you know, built that spec home. And so, you know, sometimes we have to put what we want on hold. But, you know, it's the, that whole adage of God's best. Is so much better than our best, 
and we have exactly. to hold on to that and remind <laughs> ourselves of that, you know, always. And so this is such a great reminder to me. Well, my last thing is um, listening. And, you know, a lot of people pray and get a word for the year. And, you know, one year my my uh, word was joy. In fact, I think I got that word two years in a row praying. And this year, when I prayed, I really wasn't getting any particular, you know, thought that came to mind that I felt was really, you know, like not something I was making up or, you know, I just really wanted to to be in prayer and petition. And it wasn't until um, yesterday that I really felt the word listen. And the Lord gave me two little examples of what that what that meant. And they're just like tiny little things, like little, I, I call them little, um, you know, kisses from the Lord when things happen and you, you're not even, like I'm not, I wasn't fully engaged, okay? <laughs> um, it, it was, we were in church and we stood up for the last song and I didn't know what it was going to be. And um, I, I stood up and before they announced, you know where to turn in our in our missiles for that that song. It um, go tell it on the mountain came to mind, and that's not one that you know just pops in you know randomly. I mean, and so that was the song that we were to sing. You know, and I just kind of smiled. And and then another um, incident happened similar to that. This random thought came to mind, and and then you know. It came to pass, and I really, you know, I just said to the Lord, so my word is listen, is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> uh, and so, you know, I started thinking about it, and I'm really good at prayer and petition. I'm really good at praise journals. I'm good at all of that stuff. I'm really diligent, and I'll read my Bible, and I'll pray, and I'll write down my prayer requests, and, and, and they're all fabulous places to begin but listening is really the key, isn't it, Meredith? Because we can pray and we can have all these petitions to the Lord, but if we're not listening and we're not, like you said, fully engaged in our lives in the moment, embracing our calling from God, you know, overstressing, micromanaging our children, um, it really isn't going to come to anything. It's just going to still be, you know, the same old, same old if we're not um, listening to the Lord. I agree. And, you know, Proverbs says that wisdom shouts in the street. And the devil, I think, is always trying to drown out the voice of God. And I don't think it's any mistake that everywhere you go, there is noise. If you go to, and even in an elevator, often there's music. But, you know, you you go to a doctor's office and and you think, oh, I'll just sit here and pray. But there's so many distractions. You know, sometimes the TV's on or there's music or magazines. And I think we almost have to set aside time where there's quietness and stillness so the voice of God isn't drowned out. And um, so I, I just, I notice that a lot, that we we have a very noisy culture you know there always has to be music or something and i know there are even restaurants where the tv's on in a restaurant and i think how would you want to go to a restaurant with a tv on as if it's not right. you know noisy enough in a restaurant and i think that's true because i think we are 
a people who don't want to hear and listen. And I think as Christians, the more we learn that discipline of listening, you know, and that brings you into other, like, disciplines of the faith, like fasting and, you know, extended times of of prayer, extended times of meditation. So I think that really is a good point. It's a good thing to leave us on because when we're in that moment and we're fully engaged, we're embracing the call, and then God speaks to us and says, here, this is the solution for your daughter's problem with, um, you know, Algebra 2. This is the solution for your son's inability to memorize these formulas for chemistry. This is this is my plan. This is, you know, we we don't want to miss those moments when God speaks to us. We don't. Oh, I, I agree, and you know, and He does it in these little these little ways. That, you know, it doesn't have to be this, you know, monumental change the world kind of thing. Um, however, uh, those those times come along too. Um, when you had the epiphany, if you will, of the Finish Well Conference, which I want to talk about in in just a minute, but also, you know, in those little ways where we can help our family. And um, and with that, Meredith, uh, one of the things I want to invite our listeners to, first of all, is to subscribe to our email list. Um, I don't mention it um, nearly enough, uh, as I should, and so I want to just do that as a shout-out and reminder that when you are a, a member of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network email list, you receive a, first of all, a sign-up bonus, whatever that is. And currently we have five audios uh, from the Ultimate Homeschool um, Well-Planned Day Conference that I held, um, as well as um, a few others. And just um, in that bundle currently, I have an audio um of teaching, okay, hold on a second, that's my screen, um, there we go, of teaching science and having fun, and um, Meredith, I pulled out your Busy Homeschool Day audio, which mm-hmm. I'm sure the listeners will enjoy, and then we have uh, the Well-Planned Day, Square Pegs Round Holes, which is working with special needs, and When Planning Fails, and that's another one uh, recording that I did. So that is the bonus for signing up. Uh, for our email, and then also um, we have so many uh, different, um, you know, things that are offered by our show hosts and handouts and things like that, and we've got such a great lineup of guests upcoming, um, and so we don't want you to miss out. So one other thing you can do is um, subscribe to the calendar just by going on the website. You can add that calendar to any kind of virtual calendar you have. Um, I know mine syncs with my phone so that I can look at the calendar and see what's upcoming and we've got some great guests uh, for this month and some wonderful new shows and then that's the other thing that the e-blast tell you is what the new shows are Um, we've got uh, quite a few uh, new ones for this year five that for sure and and with possibly another two um, upcoming so that's just for this first month and then um, as time goes on we'll be adding new shows And then I also want to tell you that I would love, love, love to connect with you if you are in Florida in the Orlando area. Uh, Coming up, uh, Meredith, um, you know, at some point in prayer, 
uh, the Lord led you to host this amazing conference. And it begins on Friday night, and it's all day Saturday. And it's the 24th and 25th of January this year, 2014. And, you know, next year, obviously, the dates will be different. But people can join you on your Facebook page and also uh, subscribe on your website, which is finishwellcon.com. Finish well and um, tell us a little bit about that. I know you've got a show coming up on Mondays the next two weeks that are going to talk more about that with some of your guests. So just tell us a little bit about what people can expect. Well, I, I would love to do that. And the conference is almost, it's, you know, it starts at noon on Friday, and, and uh, there's an, an opening a, a session, a couple of breakout sessions available then, and the teens have a get-to-know-you session. And then there's Airsoft, and while the, the kids and the dads play Airsoft, the moms have a heart-to-heart session. And then another session in the evening, all day, there's sessions, breakout sessions, and it's just a really neat time. But I think um, the thing about the conferences, it is Christ-centered, and it is uh, focused on the nuts and bolts of homeschooling, but also the spiritual aspect of um, mentoring your children, of raising children to fear the Lord, of communication between um, parents and teenagers, and then issues. We do we do um, breakout sessions on courtship. We do breakout sessions on how to share the gospel in college and how to be successful in college, how to take the, the prepare for the PSATs and the SATs and things like that. So there's just a wide variety of things that we offer. And um, if you're listening right now, I would really ask that you pray for the conference for us and pray for everyone who will be attending. And last year we had a family come for the first time, and um, the conference really impacted them. And um, this year, um, the young man, the oldest son, who was in a really bad place of rebellion last year, is coming as a new believer in Christ and wow. just so excited to to be there. So um, it, it's definitely something my, my husband, he's not doing this session this year, but many years he does a session on uh, raising rebellious children, uh, not raising rebellious children, how to deal with rebellious children and and turn that around, and, and there's just so such good reports from that. This year he's talking about uh, how real men mentor their sons. And um, so anyway, just so much good stuff available, but also an opportunity for teens to mingle with other teens who love the Lord and um, for families to just get away and have fun and relax. And there's good food and great vendors and um, we just love it. We look forward to it all year. Felice is here. We'll be visiting Israel Wayne as our guest keynote speaker, and um, we are. And he's also a radio host here on the Ultimate yeah. Radio Network. So we are just be three really of us. Like a, <laughs> yes. So we are really, really excited, and um, we'd appreciate you know if you. We'd love for you to come and bring your teens and. Um, but but we also would appreciate your prayers, and um, we will be we will be sharing um, uh, tonight. We're going to ha- be having Leah, and um, she is going to talk about 
the impact that mentoring has had on her teens. Um, this is on our radio show. My husband is going to be sharing a little bit from his talk on real men mentoring teens. And then um, my daughter, Jenny Rose, is going to talk about um, her experience as a homeschool grad and then on in college and um, just things that you can do as a teen or as a parent to make that transition smooth. So we have a great show to tonight at 7, and, and we are all just really looking forward to the Finish Well Conference. The, the website is finishwellcon.com, um, and if you're on Facebook, it's just Finish Well. Um, so you can sign up for that. Wonderful. And I'm going to be talking about two topics, um, about adding, how, how about electives. We're uh, going to discuss um, adding some creative things to your homeschool. And I think having a special needs child, that was really important to me. And I have um, a child now that um, thinks outside the box, and um, his physics project was amazing. And then I'm also going to be talking about uh, teaching from a creationist worldview because this is um, very dear to my heart, as you know, Meredith. And um, it is so important to me. It really is pivotal um, to, to the foundation of what I do here. And uh, just hold for a second because we're going to break for a real quick commercial from the Truth Seekers Mystery uh, Series, which also deals with that. So hold on. I'm a publisher. And one day, my daughter Christina asked me to write a novel with her. Well, that day was long ago, and that little girl is now an adult. But our novels live on. The Truth Seekers Mystery Series highlights a homeschool family, the Murphy Teens, in an action-adventure novel that is sure to entertain as well as teach creation truth. To get your copy, visit our website at truthseekersmysteryseries.com Well, welcome back to our show. And I just want to thank you, Meredith, once again uh, for this wonderful session uh, with our uh, lunch with Meredith and Felice, and um, you know, we've gone a little bit over time here, but um, just wanted to thank you again. And MeredithCurtis.com uh, is where your blog is, and people can find more information about your books and also um, you know, get to some of your other um, websites from there. Absolutely, yes. Felice, thank you so much for having um, me join you and to everyone who's listening, happy new year. Have a wonderful, wonderful um year in the Lord and um I'll look forward to seeing you, Felice, in a yeah. couple of weeks. And then one other thing, um, which I didn't even tell you, Meredith, yet, so I'm gonna share that with you and those listening. Oh, you're such a good friend, so I'm sure it will be fine. But uh the first weekend or the first Monday of next month um, I'm going to have a group of ladies here that I call part of our, our mastermind group, and that's Kim Kelser, Maggie Hogan, and Mary Jo Tate are going to be, um, oh, I'm hosting a retreat at my home uh, this year. And so while they're here, we decided we would have a session of Vintage Homeschool Moms. So if you can, Meredith, I'll have you join me on February 10th. So just 
um, you don't have to let me know the second, but we will let those oh, no, that know will be, on our website. Will that that will be great. That will be great. Okay. Yeah. So we'll just move our lunch with Felice and Meredith um, to that date, and, uh, you know, we'll uh, catch up then, and we'll be able to chat more about um, the finish well at that time. That sounds wonderful. All right. Well, God bless, and thank you, and talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and to VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.